<laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so speaking of service, um, we have a game we like to play, and it's called Blinker Porno. Cord, do you remember oh, this God. game? I know it's been a year. Yes, and I remember we played a Lifetime movie version, and Tyler was uncomfortably good at it. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> well, in recent times, that's not the case anymore. Yeah. Cora, you just give Cora the medal. Yeah. We like to we like to change the themes around. So we've had Chinese food or porno. We've had um, we've had most recently we did wrestling move or porno, which was oh, a lot of fun. I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, we've done uh, Western movie or porno, country song or porno. Today I have restaurant name or porno because I knew we haven't done it with you before, and I got some good ones. Oh God! Cool. I really hope we're gonna bring up the pho, like the chain of pho restaurants that we have in California. <laughs> of course, of course, there has to be at least one. <laughs> we'll see. So, people playing along at home. First of all, hi. How are you? Um, second of all, what's gonna happen is I'm going to say a name, and Cora and Tyler are gonna tell us if this is a restaurant or a porno title, the title of a porno movie. Uh, are you guys ready? I've never Absolutely. been more ready for anything in my life. All right. <laughs> Number one, tie me up. God damn it. Ooh, that is such a good what restaurant a name. Phenomenal restaurant name. I really hope it's a restaurant name. All right. Are, are we going restaurant? I hope so. Yes. All right, Tyler. I, I mean, it has to be T-H-A-I. It has to be. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tie me up is a restaurant. T-H-A-I. A restaurant in New York, New York. Damn it. That's awesome. such a good name. Right? Uh, <laughs> please tell me you have to sign a waiver going in there. <laughs> yeah, no no flash photography. <laughs> oh. Number two. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Cora. I was just going to say, it's like a sex club. You have to give them your keys and bring your own alcohol and check it in. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a niche reference, though. I might be outing myself. <laughs> yeah, right? Cora uh. wears uh, pineapple shirts. Um, number two. Hung far low. God damn it. That's also wow. such a good restaurant name. That that would be a good restaurant name, but I feel like it's too... Like, I'm all for crossing a line, but I feel like that one's a little bit too out there, so I'm going to go porno. All right. Asian yeah. themed porno, but porno. <laughs> the, the first word is hung. H-U-N-G. That's porno. All right. Hung far low. Is a restaurant in Portland, Oregon. Oh no! Damn! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, Sorry, hungry. What is it? Hung for low. Hung far low. Hung for low. low. <laughs> Just four of them hanging low. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, city liquors. <laughs> Was that a movie about uh, city slickers? Right. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. I'm assuming it's a par- it's a parody. All right, God. so, Ew, so what would they sell? God. City liquors. It's it could be a lollipop place. It could be an ice cream place. Yeah. It could also be yeah, a it sex could be a club. Shop. Yes, sex club definitely. <laughs> Leave all your yeah. shit at the door. Enjoy. Oh man, I God, I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna based off of hung far low. I guess I have to go restaurant. All right. So you went restaurant, Tyler went porno. It is now two to one for Tyler. Oh, wow. <laughs> City Liquors sounds like one of those places you stop in bars still on the way to Vegas. <laughs> like Eddie's World? Yeah. 
<laughs> the gas station oasis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number four, Young Buns. Oh, that's a restaurant that like needs to be a porno. All right. Like that's that's like somebody named their restaurant not thinking about the, what they named their restaurant before they named it. You know. <laughs> Yeah, why do we keep selling so many shirts? Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you allowed to ask for spelling? It's it's spelled correctly. It is young y o u n g buns b u n s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no z's, no y u n g. It's it's young buns. Hmm. Corey, you said your final answer was a restaurant. Restaurant, right. Yeah, we'll we'll go with porno. Let's be a contrarian. All right. Tyler, it is now three to one. Damn it. Wow. (laughs) Cora, you're my lucky charm. You're welcome. You know what? If I have nothing else in this world, Tyler, (laughs) I'm happy to be your lucky charm. (laughs) Porno. Yeah. (laughs) Where it counts. The fifth and final one A and K, lick a chick. <laughs> a-, a and K lick a chick. Yep. <laughs> is this, is this a giveaway? I, I like, don't know. This is a Harold and Kumar spinoff. A and K lick a chick. A and K lick a chick. There's a lot of hyphens in this. If that helps you, I'm sure there are. Yeah, there's also a lot of hyphens and porn titles if you go on Pornhub because they're trying to get as many words in as they can. <laughs> right? It's the you gotta give her the hyphen. Yeah, it's, I it's just, give her the hyphen. Yeah, I don't see how it could be a porno. So I'm gonna... I, I don't see how it could be a restaurant. I mean, so I'm gonna hope that it's a porno because what are you licking? That's fucking beat. If it's like fried chicken or something, I just expect you to come in and lick it. I'm fucking grossed out. I want it to be a porno. <laughs> All right. Tyler? Let's keep going the George Costanza and just going the opposite of what you feel. Let's go with... Worked uh, out well for you so far, Tyler. Let's just go, just go with restaurant. Tyler, if number two you got correctly, you would have just gone five for five. God damn it. Uh, in the town of Bras Dior in Nova Scotia, you can go to A&K Lick a Chick. It's a chicken place, I assume. Well, what? we can Google it. Yeah, A and K lick a chick a in Nova and Scotia. K lick a oh A and K lick a chick menu. Let's see yeah. here. What, what do we have there, Tyler? Oh man, this place is adorable. It's like right out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> but don't t- to be fair, it's, <laughs> it's adorable right out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Very like Stepford Wives. don't they speak i god i hope that i don't sound like a fucking idiot right now but isn't nova scotia part of canada where they speak like gaelic and french more often than they speak english there's there's definitely a french in there because the name of the city is bras uh uh, bras dior which i'm sure i'm butchering the name but yeah there's definitely definitely some french in there i feel like if it's a, like an area of Canada where they don't, where like English is not the primary language being spoken, I will accept that this is a restaurant name called Lick a Chick. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler, how does it look though, man? Is the is the food good? I mean, what's on the what's on the menu? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just I'm just looking through. It's ge- generic fried chicken, fries, 
it's Ew. really, I mean, it's just, it just looks like a, you know, an off-road place to go. You know, okay. it, I mean, it really does remind me of something out of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's just something <laughs> that looks so remote and so kitschy, you know, it wants so, to grab your attention. This is somewhere where Captain Spaulding definitely stops to eat. Oh my God, Captain Spaulding would run this place. It has like the the ceiling tiles. It looks like the ones we had in school, you know, that with the, that with looked the like holes? a ton of pencils were already thrown yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, staying in the theme, but moving right along, I put our first and last names into a porn name generator. We each have our very own porn name now. God, Phenomenal. I've been waiting for this day. Cora, ladies first. <laughs> Cora, your porn name is Lotta Cream Puff. Wow. Lotta Cream Pie. <laughs> that sounds better. Lotta. Lotta Cream Puff. How is Lotta spelled? Is it with T's or D's? L O T T A. Okay. So a lot of cream puff. Uh, Tyler, you are Dirk Sword. Ew. Yeah. Sounds like you stink, dude. (laughs) I'm from the 70s. I got the stash. I got body hair everywhere. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this name comes with aviator sunglasses. Dirk. Dirk (laughs) Dirk Sword. Dirk Sword, and I am Gunner Big. (laughs) Sounds like an actual porn name. (laughs) Um, Mr. Big, and and Cora, this is something I, I'd like to ask you. Just just again, this is just us, you know, uh, getting to know one another, and for for everyone to get to know you. F. Mary Kill, Man Bun, Crocs, Overalls. Oh God! Oh, every Fuck. one of those hurts. I'm. Mm, I could never show my face in this world again if I was married to somebody with a man bun or Crocs. Oh, I want to give you a hug so hard right now. (laughs) So, as much as, like, I'm not a fan of, like, I I mean, overalls, I don't know, like, it depends. You know, like, on the average man, fucking weird. On most men, in general, weird. Um, But I can kind of get behind the overalls. God, killing Crocs. Fuck Crocs. I hate everybody that wears Crocs. I hate everybody who has the retort that, oh my god, they're so comfortable. Look at me. <laughs> I'm gonna put them in sport mode. Fuck your Crocs. Eat <laughs> shit and mode. die. I fucking hate them. <laughs> so I guess I'm fucking the man bun and I'm hoping that it's like uh. some like big Scottish man with like long curly hair and a beard, you know, like you very go. Game of Thrones. I'm gonna right. take my chances with that but absolutely not anybody with Crocs can eat shit and die. We just got our first sound clip of the episode, Tyler. What do you think? <laughs> I, I love it. That's perfect. Please send it to me. I'm going to make it a ringtone. I'm sorry. You, re- <laughs> you, you really hit a, a sore spot with me in the Crocs. <laughs> I didn't realize, you know, the trigger was right there, but I'm happy we found it. Oh, God, are Crocs awful. still around? Unfortunately. Yeah, do they still re- I, haven't, I haven't seen Crocs in years. Tyler? Not only are yeah. they still around, but they're getting brand deals. There's Hidden yeah. Valley Crocs. You can get KFC Crocs. They have platform what? Crocs. And they make stupid little collectible fucking charms that you can yeah. shove into the holes of your Crocs. They're evolving. They're like Fuck herpes, what? dude. The second you think they're gone, they fucking show back up again worse than they were before. <laughs> when you said Hidden Valley Crocs, are you talking about like the ranch yes. dressing? Oh, what what yes. are they like? White with little green specks in them? Uh I. Think what does that mean? 
sew. And then like oh. they come with like little charms and they come with like shit you would dip in your ranch and little Hidden Valley ranch like looking charms that you shove into the holes of your Crocs. Which like defeats the purpose. They're supposed to be air holes and ventilation and you're blocking off all your holes. You got sweaty ass feet anyways. Wear real shoes. That's true. Oh my God. There's a whole subculture to this shit. I always imagine the tan lines when a person with Crocs takes their Croc off and it looks like they were wearing a strainer on their foot. Think of the fucking dirt that they have between their toes and all the dust and shit getting in when they're walking around downtown Los Angeles in their fucking Crocs, dude. Cora, it's called fashion, honey. Oh, God. <laughs> it is. It. Come on, honey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I want to ask you both because you t- you two are like some of the funniest fucking people I know. And situational humor is, is what I'm all about. Um, I took my mom to the doctor and she sat in the closest to the corner chair. And right next to her was a trash can. And there was a guy, I've told this story before, but I just want to know what you guys would do. There was a guy that was sitting a few chairs away from us and he blew his nose into a a tissue and balled it up and threw it to where the trash can was. And it hit my mom's side and then bank shot (laughs) into the trash can. (laughs) Did she see this? She saw it and she was so fucking mad. Oh God. Dude, I I would have just ran out of the restaurant. Fuck that shit. It was it was a doctor's office. And oh, oh, sorry. I was trying so hard not to laugh, but you guys know me. I fucking burst. I just want to know what would you guys do? Oh my god. Of course. Well, (laughs) I'm sorry. uh, uh, Well, what are we? Your your mom or you? Yeah, yeah. If 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 that balled up tissue would have hit you on the side and then went into the trash can. <laughs> Remember when in Everybody Loves Raymond when Ray's in the airport and that guy just sneezes in his face like a machine gun? Yes. <laughs> Open mouth, too. That's, that's exactly, like, you'd spend the next, like, three hours just freaking out that you're about to die. Yeah, yeah, he's already at the doctor's office. There's something wrong with this person, and then he oh, threw his, you know, snot ball at... at at my mom and it hit her on the side and then bank oh. shot into the trash can. Um, Cora, what you're would just you do? A, you're assaulted by patient zero. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. And I have to preface this by saying that inherently my job, like working as a medic, like having worked in an ambulance, worked in doctor's offices, like I am very accustomed to like having to touch other people and having other people like touch me even when they're sick. So my like perception of this situation may be skewed but that being said like even without working in this industry i have a i have a much different approach to life and a much different like view on people and their like isms than most people do the audacity of someone (laughs) to blow their nose and and then try to throw it into a trash can in a public space Regardless if it's a doctor's office fucking anywhere. That is so fucking funny to me. I wouldn't even be mad. Wow. Really? Like, is that fucking absolutely (laughs) repulsive? Yeah. And, like, would I in the moment be like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And would I give the guy, like, some sort of a look? A hundred percent. But I now have the most insane story to tell people. (laughs) 
that I'm kind of like here for it. Like I wouldn't like bring it on myself, but like like what do you you can't you can't be mad at somebody like that because somebody like the this hell is, you I guess can't. This, this is my reasoning. Like there's no purpose in being mad at somebody like that because that man does not live on the same planet that the rest of us live on. He's not here no. with us. <laughs> Good point. No. You know what I mean? Like if he was if he lived in the same reality that we lived in, he wouldn't have fucking blown his nose and thrown the tissue in a public place. Did he say anything when it hit your mom or he just pretend like yeah. it didn't happen? I think Good he question. like he mumbled sorry. He was like, "Oh, how yeah, old was man. this person?" He he was he was in his 50s, like maybe early 60. Oh, oh so he knows. Yeah, no, he's yeah. well aware. He's not old enough to get away with that shit and like too old, like he knows better, you know? Yeah. You can't argue with somebody. Like, if it was, like, a man that was, like, 200 years old, you're like, fuck it, you're old. Like, honestly, if I was old, too, like, I'd, I'd just do the most erroneous shit. Like, I look forward to being old so I can do shit that I want to do now <laughs> but I couldn't get away with. Yeah. But if he's, like, in his 50s, like, no, you he doesn't live in the same reality that you live in. You can't argue with him. Like, what are you going to say to him? The audacity, That's- like, to be, no. That's so fucking funny. I would well, only heed my pants. <laughs> oh, okay. So, well, good thing you're in a doctor's office. I'm sure they have the ability to clean that right up for you. <laughs> that's true. So, so Cora, that sounds like the voice of reason. And now, Tyler, what would you do? Uh, I would probably stare at this person until <laughs> my name is called. Because I'm waiting for my apology. And if not, I, fine. I, I will literally, when they call my name... I will silently blast my ass and crop dust this motherfucker. And I will make sure he smells it. You know what I wish that you would do? And like, I don't have the audacity to do this. Like, Tyler for sure has the audacity to do this. Like, if I could totally see if it happened to Tyler, him like looking at the man for like like an uncomfortable amount of eye contact. (laughs) And then... Picking up the tissue without breaking eye contact the entire time, picking up the tissue and walking over to the man and like handing it back to him and being like, I think you dropped this. Uh, that's <laughs> not bad. I mean, that's, oh, uh, I mean, you that's have to gross. like set your hand on fire, but yeah, otherwise, that's a good idea. It already hit you. You already have <laughs> whatever. You're already related to this man at this point. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. true. He's, He's got your DNA. Like- it's not like the venomous, it. is it? It's not going to crawl into me. You don't know what he has, Tyler. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh. Um, That's something I wrote. You threw a dish at your mom. Who did that? <laughs> I, dude, your mom is the worst fucking person to do that to. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 like, I, God bless this man. He does not know your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this automatically dude i would have run under a chair like oh shit it's about to go down yeah your mom is very <laughs> confrontational yeah <laughs> i respect um, the shit out of that yeah me too me too i'm jealous because i'm I, I didn't get that gene uh i have to say cora the last time you were on you told us a story and i laugh at this all the time and now i know it's been almost a full year that i've been laughing at this oh no you were you were telling uh you were telling us about a day when there was a yard sale st- day going on on your street <laughs> and you were going from from yard to yard and at the, and one of these yards out their garage they were cleaning out their garage and you started digging <laughs> through their stuff and i 
I laugh at that almost every day. I, I just wanted to tell you, like, that fucking story stayed with me, and I laugh almost every day about it, just thinking the horror on your face when the lady's like, what are you doing? I was I, so embarrassed, and then it turned into anger at the fact that I was embarrassed. To, like, for uh, anybody, like, if like you don't remember the full story, or if, like, anybody hasn't heard the full story, <clears throat> one of my cousins and I, we were out, like, actively like garage sailing this i sound so like this is such a this is a white person thing to do fully get it but like we were out garage sailing which means i we intentionally went to go look through other very white people's shit that they didn't want anymore that they've laid right. out on their yard and mm-hmm. usually when somebody in a neighborhood has a garage sale like other people they're like oh shit like there's already gonna be foot traffic in this area i also as a white person have shit that i want to get rid of i'm gonna put it on my lawn and it just becomes a thing so like you'll have like three or four houses in a row or like several houses in a neighborhood where people are having a garage sale and then this motherfucker well within his rights but i'm mad because he made me feel stupid was cleaning (laughs) out his garage (laughs) (laughs) on the day that everybody else around him was having a garage sale and this guy was more organized than anybody having the garage sale which probably should have been a red flag but he had like a ton of folding tables out and all sorts of stuff in bins well organized on this folding table and stuff all over their driveway and so i assumed that they were having a garage sale I assumed incorrectly because the wife soon came up to me, was like, excuse me, can I help you? And I was like, oh, no, I'm just browsing. And she was like, for what? (laughs) I was like, are you, you're not, this isn't, this isn't a garage show. She's like, no, we're just doing spring cleaning. And I was like, oh, Kelly, I see myself (laughs) waiting. Well, you have to also think, like, I, I doubt you were not the first person before or after to do it. I, I mean, if they not now, be. Now you established they had folding tables with shit on it yes. with all their garage sales on the block. Like, yes. that is such an easy mistake. Thank you, Tyler. It is. It really is. Oh, it's my just God. fucking hilarious. I've been laughing at that every day for almost a year. Just every day. I just thinking about a lady just approaching you like, what are you doing? And you're oh, like, I'm God. here for the yard sale. You know, the week, what yard sale? Well, did well, like Cora. Did you you didn't like attempt to just you know play off like oh like, well, how much do you want for this, <laughs> like kind of thing? No, because again, I don't I have the confrontational gene. Oh, the confront. Yeah, I wish that I did. Well, it's not confrontational. You're just trying to get out of making yourself look stupid. <laughs> no, I panicked. I was like, I was so embarrassed in the moment that I oh. yeah, I just panicked and left. <laughs> uh, but in any uh, case, how many how many eight tracks did you end up buying from the other houses? Uh, I think like two or three VHSs that I still have with no player because it's 2023. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you have like an original copy of Gremlins. Dude, the, wor- the worst part about like garage sales is like it's definitely like there's certain neighborhoods that like you can go to a garage sale in and you're gonna find cool shit, you know? Like yeah. Upper again, it's I don't it's a very white people thing to do. I've never seen anybody other than fucking white people like selling their shit. Like I guess Mexicans do it too around here, but very white person thing to do. So you go to like these rich white neighborhoods and you're like, oh, like I'm gonna get someone's like I can go through someone's record collection or like 
you right. know, here's all this sporting equipment for this per like because this person bought their kids everything their like their kids ever wanted and their kids never used it. So it's like a good way to get like lightly used like shit. And then there's people that will like lay out used bras. Yeah. Or like underwear. Yeah. Or like things where you're like <laughs> even the trash doesn't want this. Like why? <laughs> <laughs> and like why would you let all of us know like i've been to garage sales where people are selling like full like well well used like lingerie sets like that like for like for a female like it's going like it might as well be inside your vagina like shit that like fits all up inside you like nobody wants that Deborah. <laughs> nobody wants your shit that's like been that intimately involved with your coochie like Put it in the trash if it's worn out. And people will just hang it out loud and proud as if someone's going to come along and be like, oh, yeah, I'll give you two bucks for this. Like, no, it's so gross. Super gross. Uh, what would be you, like, what would be your ultimate? And I have a follow up to this. What would be your ultimate garage sale find? Oh, I don't know. I think that that's kind of like the fun part about like a garage sale, at least for me, is that I don't go looking yeah. for anything ever. I just go to like see what the universe wants to send me, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, people so find say some you, cool shit. You're, you're at a garage sale, you're in a bin and you find something that is like, holy fuck. Like maybe it, it grabs your nostalgia. Maybe it's just something that's become popular again. And all of a sudden there it is. It's not a price that you would like to pay. So you have to barter. So now the owner comes out and he's a grown man with a man bun Oh, no. <laughs> You're right. You are right. And Crocs. Now, how are you approaching this for this with item? With all the that confidence you... in the world, because I know that if you're a grown man with overalls, Crocs, and a man bun, you have no backbone and no self confidence and no self respect. <laughs> so <laughs> I can just look you dead in the eyes and just tell you I'm taking this and not paying you for it. And you're going to be like, okay, thank you. And I'm going to leave. Like, made out like a bandit. <laughs> Yeah, easily. <laughs> uh, that's perfect. Cora, um, you, you recently went on a solo road trip. With I did. Just you and your dog. How did that go? Where did you go, man? I was, you know, I stalk you online, but it's because we're family, so it's it's allowed. It's not a gross thing. I just want to make sure you're still alive, so I just check in on you. Uh, where did you go, man? How was it? It was very scary initially. So I never, like, we grew up, like, what I think most people would consider glamping, meaning that yeah. when we went camping... It was in like an air conditioned trailer in a Flying yeah. Flags RV resort. Like we were not <laughs> hard up for anything except for the, when we had the tent trailer and I fell out of it that one night and everybody just let me sleep on top of a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different Wait, story. Wait, what were you sleeping on top of? So are you familiar with a tent trailer? Like, or like what a tent uh, trailer is or how it works? No. Okay, so it is, it's kind of like halfway between, like, I hope this is obvious, but like halfway between like camping in a tent and like an actual full on like tow trailer, like a fifth wheel or something. Okay. Meaning that it has like the core of it is like fully like enclosed, hard sided, like a trailer, but it yeah. pops up and pops out for more space. And it like has like these like wings that come out of it essentially, which is where you sleep. And yeah. what covers those areas that you sleep is a tent. It's like tent material, like canvas. 
And <clears throat> there's all sorts of different ones. Like sometimes like you don't have to do any setup. And sometimes like the one that we had, the like tent portion, you would have to kind of like go through and like Velcro it or snap it on to the base so that like it was like whatever. So you had your like enclosed tent area to sleep in. And like I say snaps <laughs> as a key point. Keyword. Oh, sorry. Uh-oh. My watch decided that it wanted to talk to me. Stupid bitch. I'm not talking to you. Um, Time to get your steps. Yeah, right. So the key to the story is the fact that the way that the tent part of our tent trailer attached was that the tent part snapped onto the hard frame. Okay. Now, I have three older siblings who, yeah. of course, get priority with everything when it comes to like comfort, sleeping arrangements, all of that, because I'm much younger than everybody else. So they yeah, she all... was small too. She was tiny. Yeah, I'm. I'm way young like eric's the closest to me in age and i think you're are you six years older than me i'm 34 yeah so you're you're six years older than me um so i'm like way younger than they are and they're like teenagers at the time that this happened so like i'm the shit end of the stick for sure <laughs> so they're all laying like one way side to side and i'm laying at their feet going the opposite yeah. direction, like perpendicular Cora was insulation so our feet wouldn't get cold. Yeah. And to no. be fair, I was annoying as fuck as a little child because I had not I still have night terrors. Like I had night terrors then. I have like I hallucinate in my sleep, so like I'll be awake, but my brain's not awake. So like whatever dream I'm in to me is like really happening. So I would talk a lot in my sleep. I would grind my teeth, whatever. Like I would have also hated me. So I don't blame anybody for their reactions to what happened or their lack of a fucking reaction to what happened. So I didn't want to get kicked all night, so I slept very close to the edge of the tent so that I wasn't being (laughs) kicked by my siblings all night when they would move around. Well, at one point, I rolled over, and those snaps that just very gingerly hold the tent together unsnapped. And I fell out of the side of the trailer, but my feet, because we were all in sleeping bags, my feet <laughs> and my sleeping bag got stuck inside of the trailer. <laughs> and l- thank God for my sake, I, where I fell out of the side of the trailer, there well, we had our, our coolers. Like there was like two coolers that were set up for like food and drinks. So I fell out of the side of the trailer and my feet were stuck inside and I couldn't move. Like I couldn't like get back up inside and I also couldn't get my feet unstuck from where they were. And I was like crying and asking for help. But everybody thought that I was just having another nightmare or talking in my sleep. So I was like, Cora, shut up, go to sleep. Quiet. I started kicking her with my feet. Quiet down there. Uh, <laughs> kids at it again. I was outside of the trailer. You couldn't even kick me. And like, I remember <laughs> even my mom being like, Cora, it's just a nightmare. And I remember being like, no, I'm outside of the trailer. Like, I'm <laughs> and like, what's like even funnier is like much like some like old school, like movie is that I was, if when I fell out, like it was still nighttime. <laughs> 
So I just eventually fell back asleep like this with like my feet stuck inside of the trailer and like my head and my shoulders on this cooler, like just sleeping upside down like a fucking bat. And I remember the sun coming up and this couple was walking their dogs through the campground and this woman being like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I just fell out. And then she came and knocked on the door. And, like, woke everybody up and was like, um, your child is, like, stuck hanging out. (laughs) And, like, meanwhile, now everybody, like, for the rest, I'm sure, like, Eddie, Eric, and Justine didn't care. But, like, the parents, like, like, had to deal with the fact that, like, they told me to shut the fuck up for, like, five hours while I was hanging outside this fucking (laughs) tent trailer. Oh, amazing. Not funny when it happened, but, like, funny in retrospect. But. Yeah. At least they didn't decide to drive to breakfast. Yeah, right. Just, <laughs> yeah, right just bring me so, something back. So, <laughs> so, so how was this solo trip for you? So the solo trip was good. I guess I was prefacing to say that like my only experience with camping had been this glamping. Like that like the tent trailer was our bottom level evolution. We eventually got like a full like 35 foot trailer that we camped in. So we would like go to like campgrounds and stuff. And I I've had never like really been like camping camping. I've always wanted to go backpacking. And I never really have anybody to do it with or I've had anybody to do it with. So I haven't done it, but I've kind of like pulled or like ripped the bandaid off with like those fears a little bit last year. Obviously it's been a long time since I've been on the podcast, but I went on a solo trip to New Zealand last year, which was yeah. like my first, like kind of scary. Oh, I'm going to go do something by myself. Cause like I'd never flown internationally alone like i'd never like gone on a trip like that alone but i spent three weeks in new zealand by myself which was rad so i was like all right like i can do other things by myself so i'd been on like a camping trip i went somewhere with my boyfriend in the middle of nowhere one time we stayed for one night together that was my only experience that one night with true camping and i hadn't been again because i'm not well acquainted with being in the absolute middle of nowhere let alone by myself And I really wanted to go and I just decided to say fuck it and just went like I had most of the gear like I got what I didn't have like as far as like being able to like make food and stuff like that. But I just decided that I wanted to not I wanted to stop not doing things because I was scared and I've just committed to doing the things that scare me while scared. That's so fucking cool. Wow. So I takes a lot of guts. So we went, we went, like, we, like, are very fortunate to live in Southern California and be really close, like, relatively close to a lot of national parks, a lot of which I haven't seen as an adult. Um, Again, we were fortunate as kids to, like, go to some of these places, but so I just, like, impulsively, which is very much my style, just decided to say, fuck it, I'm going to go on this road trip. I took my dog with me, though she's very much, like, likes air conditioning, Tempur-Pedic kind of dog, (laughs) not a... uh, For the sake of the listener, like, I have a mini Labradoodle. I don't have some Belgian Malinois that's, like, going to defend me in the woods. Like, that bitch would be the first one to leave if something came after me. Yeah, she'll run so fast, it'll be, like, the the smoke outline of her. Yeah, like, you wouldn't, you, absolutely not. But it was, like, it was good. Like, we went, we went to, we did Zion National Park, Bryce Canyon, the Grand Canyon, Petrified Forest, the Painted Desert. Flagstaff, which isn't a national park, but was honestly like an honorable mention. Um, it was really good. It was really scary the first couple of nights. I was uh, armed, 
both with firearms and with bear spray, um, all because I was afraid of grown men, not because I was afraid of bears. Damn, yeah. you're but, double fisting the protection. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I that, the thing is, and I guess like the important thing to mention here is that I was I didn't camp in any campgrounds. I only did what's called dispersed camping. So I just went and camped in the middle of nowhere on like BLM or Forest Service land. Like I didn't go in any designated like campgrounds or camping areas. I just I have like an off-road map that shows me like where the private property lines are and where public lands and stuff like that are. And so I just made sure that I was on like public lands or government owned lands and just drove and was like, all right, I guess this is like a good place to camp. Um, But it was a good experience. I'm glad that I did it. I definitely don't prefer camping alone. It gets kind of boring, but But we, we did it. That's that's wow. so cool, Cora. Seriously, it's it's really inspirational. And I'm not trying to I, I swear for the listeners and for, for my own sister, I'm saying I'm not trying to sound sexist. It's I think it's so brave as a woman to do that. Yeah, dude, it's scary. Because but- not that I'm like better equipped because I have balls and a and you know, I'm a man, but it's it's they look at you a certain way, you know, when you're a woman and you're in the middle of nowhere, it's even when you're a woman in the middle of Ralph's, they look at you some kind of way. You know, it's very very brave that you decided to do that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, man. That's why I said. That's why I had a firearm and bear spray, both for grown <laughs> men. I was not concerned about wildlife, but it, it yeah. is scary. Like that, is, and that that's what like that's what made me nervous. Like it wasn't like like I've driven thousands of miles by myself. Like the road trip wasn't like I wasn't nervous about that. And like if I had been staying in hotels, like I would have been totally fine. But that like you hit the nail on the head. One hundred percent is the the nervousness about it. it was like going to sleep at night. When I'm in the middle of nowhere, like by myself, especially as somebody who has read a lot about serial killers and like (laughs) murders and stuff like that, you know, Um, it was nerve wracking. But like I said, I just I don't want to not do things because it scares me anymore. Like, I don't want to get to my deathbed and be like, oh, like I wish I had done this or I wish I had done that or, you know, so I've stopped like caring about being scared and I've stopped caring about like the judgments of other people because ultimately like the people that judge me are going to be dead one day anyways and i'm also going to be dead <laughs> one day anyways so right, i mean I'd, right. I'd rather do these things you know and if something happens it happens but i don't want to like not do it because it's scary and if, it, if i if i die before you i'm going to etch into your your headstone every embarrassing thing that's ever been i'm going to write that you went to the lady's house and you thought it was a yard sale and you looked oh like God. every embarrassing thing i could think of i'm going to etch into that headstone if you die before me if you die, be- if you die before me, well, you said it backwards, so I just wanted to know how that was going to work out. I think you heard it backwards. Okay. <laughs> Typical and blaming the woman, just gaslighting uh-huh. me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did mention, and uh, people that haven't heard, Cora was on our "I Want to Be a Set Medic" uh, episode. She is a she is a set medic. That is her her business. Um, as a set medic, Cora, I mean, what's going on in the in the world of set medic in in this crazy Hollywood time that we're in? I want to know: Have you seen any crazy injuries, or luckily, no? Um, I haven't had. Oh, I take that back. I've I haven't had like a ton of crazy stuff. Fortunately, very very fortunately, like it's very incidents like on set as far as like needing like emergency help are few and far between. I mean, a lot of times my job is just like cuts or taking care of people because they don't have the ability to like 
go to CVS and get Advil or whatever, you know, because they work 16, 18, 20 hours a day. A lot of it's mostly just like being like a pharmacy and like a triage kind of like place. Um, There's been like, I would say a few incidents that I cannot, like, I can't get into like crazy details with stuff, but um, we had a guy on a movie that I worked on that they, they call it the ozone. He fell from the ozone and the, what they, what they call the ozone is like on a big soundstage, which is just like a giant warehouse with very, very tall ceilings. The ceilings are equipped with a bunch, it's like a grid network of beams so that we can hang lights and curtains and all sorts of stuff from the ceiling. And when the guys go up there, they are supposed to clip in in case they fall, because if they fall, they're going to fall like to the concrete below anywhere from like 60 to a hundred feet. If not more, if they fall. Um, So I had a guy that went up there really quick because he forgot something on a movie that I worked on and he fell probably a good 80 to a hundred feet. Survived it. If it were me, I would have wished that I hadn't have survived it. Yeah. Um, Oh man. Beyond that, like it's a lot of, like I said, it's a lot of minor stuff. And unfortunately, like where our like, like our big emergencies come in as onset medics. And I wish that they didn't happen as often as they did as doing CPR. Um, I had somebody pass away on set, unfortunately, a couple weeks ago. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, Wow. But it's because, like, the nature of our industry, everybody, like I said, when I say that people are working 16, 18, 20 hours a day, it's not an exaggeration. Like, an average work week for me is usually 80 to 100 hours. And there's plenty of people in departments that are working more hours than that. So a lot of times these people, instead of taking care of themselves, will... Like, that's where... This, that is where the stereotype of Hollywood and cocaine comes from. That's where everybody does coke. It's because they work so many hours. The only way that you're going to be able to work five, six, 20 hour days back to back to back is if you're doing something like coke or heroin. Like you're not, yeah, you know, just slamming a can't... Red Bull and getting through yeah. that. So right. un- unfortunately, that's the thing that we have to deal with. Um, a lot of times people like to like, just say like, oh, we're just there to hand out sunscreen and Advil, which is a large <laughs> portion of our job. But I always tell people, you pay me for what I can do, not what I do. And when shit hits the fan, you're going to be happy I'm here. That's true. That's when you, true. Uh, it, okay, so you have someone that, that passed away on set. Mm-hmm. What what the hell happens then? Like, does the entire production shut down so that there's just like an official just inquiry from, I don't know, whatever department he was in, or 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 do you or does the entire rest of the company, other than that department, did they just move on to the next setup? Like, is it how does that work when someone like dies like that? Uh, I mean, I would say ethically, morally, when somebody dies on set, that production should stop for the day at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, thankfully, that's what happened with this production. Um, it happened early in the morning, <clears throat> just before they were scheduled to start shooting, and production wow. did what I consider to be the the moral, the ethical thing. They 
they canceled production for the day, sent everybody home. They brought everybody back the next day. They offered them a lot of resources because unfortunately there was a lot, which I don't know why people ever, every time I'm in this situation, it seems like everybody likes to watch this happen. I don't know why people like to watch CPR and stuff like that going on, but they do. So they brought in like psychiatrists and all sorts of stuff that they offered to people like, Hey, if you watch this happen, if it's bothering, you know, like they gave people all these resources, but I will say that there have been productions that I've been on where, I mean, very short of like a death has happened where I've had to send several people to the hospital in a single day and production just, all right, keep on trucking. Do we have somebody to replace them? Like right. on the next one. Exactly. There's schedules and money on the line. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it really that, that depends <clears throat> on like your showrunner, like your executive producers. Like if they're good people that are still in touch with their humanity, like they will shut production down <laughs> out of not necessarily out of like, like just like an investigation can happen, but more so just out of respect for that person that just lost their life that they likely have worked with. Like in this instance, um, the TV show that I've been working on that this happened on is in its fifth season. And it's a spinoff of another show that ran for, I think like seven or eight seasons. And this individual that passed away had worked on it since the beginning with a lot of these people. So, so they, you know, like it's, it's almost like a family member passing away. So like from my perspective, like absolutely out of respect, like you should shut production down because this individual passed away, but that's, it's really, there's nothing that says that they have to. So unfortunately Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's just put another body in that position sucks to be that person, send their family our condolences. Like, right. Let's set up for the next shot. Right. So, so while we're talking about the nitty and gritty of it and, Mm -hmm. and, Please don't get yourself in trouble by by saying this. We just want to ask your 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 opinion on the matter right now. We're in. I don't want to say the infancy stage because I hope it ends very very quick. I hope we're towards the end of it already. But you know who knows. So right now that the writer strike is going on, is how is it affecting you in your day to day? Well, it's, it's slow. It's slow out there. There's not there's not a lot of work to be had. Um, mostly because a lot of productions didn't a lot of productions that were supposed to start in January, February, March didn't start because they knew that the writer's strike was imminent. Um, Oh God. So it's what should be a very, very busy season for all of motion picture production, not just here in Los Angeles, but like Atlanta all over the country. Um, What should be a very, very busy season is almost like a complete shutdown. There's some shows that are still trying to shoot. Um, There's definitely a lot of like more like, and that's like, these are all like what I'm talking about are union productions, but there is a Mm -hmm. lot of like non-union shows that are still filming that because they're non-union shows, they're not really bogged down by, you know, union rules or union strikes. So there's like some commercials and stuff that are still going on. But for the most part, I mean, it's, it's, it's getting pretty bad. Even like uh, uh, normally that what will happen is like people that like the people that are striking or picketers will pick it out front of like your big studio lots, like your Disney CBS, like universal, um, 
I was gonna start naming a bunch of like random ones that are gonna be very niche, like in Hollywood. <laughs> you know, the Culver big- City Studios. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Tony. Um, but they'll like they'll pick at these big studios, but it doesn't really affect things usually or in the past it doesn't really affect things because like the the show for example that i work on is like outside of hollywood like we're 30 minutes out of hollywood and it's they're smaller lots where they film on location meaning that like we're not filming in like a giant warehouse we're actually filming in someone's house or we're filming out on a ranch or we're filming in a restaurant um Mm -hmm. And to get somebody, like, you're not going to have picket lines forming in front of somebody's house that we're yep. filming at in a neighborhood. Right. In Normal. a neighborhood. <laughs> Normally. But what they're doing, and the reason that, like, the show, like, I'm not working right now because the show that I was working on, somebody anonymously that works for the show is obviously sending our call sheets that have, like, where we're filming and what time we're filming and who's filming to somebody at the writers guild that's then sending picketers to the locations that oh we're supposed oh my god to- oh fuck what which is smart from the side of the writers but it's shitty yeah. for everybody else because right it yeah it's a double-edged sword <laughs> yeah I, I, I have to say though and i and i do have to say just having your back but impartially you are a person that is obligated to be there you you union not union there is no production without a medic on set so you have zero moral morals in the game right now right i mean if they're filming you are there right so everybody's different there's no as far as my union is considered because i'm a different union than the writers um i it is up to my own discretion as to whether or not i want to continue to work or if i want to like cross a picket line um Hmm. i will say like if like the show that i have been working on like if they were going to have me, I would continue to work because I had already worked on that show. We only had a couple more episodes to film for this season. I also know that the person that uh, wrote these last two episodes is also the director and the producer and the showrunner for these oh, episodes. Wow. So like oh, you know, I, I don't no. have like a moral or an ethical issue with that. I don't feel like I'm crossing any boundaries or anything where you don't want to get into the weeds. Or what, you know, is what I wouldn't do and what I wouldn't recommend that other people do is that a lot of these, like, if a medic says, like, no, like, I'm not going to work because I'm going to stand in solidarity with the the writers that are striking, that production's just going to call another medic and yeah. be like, hey, we need a medic. Right. And and then you're considered, like, a scab, like, you're you're a, a picket line crosser and that's a black mark and you'll get blackballed from the industry for doing that. And that's something that I wouldn't do. So it, it's like I said, to each his own, every, it, you also kind of have to consider like if you have to do what you have to do to put food on the table or keep your kids fed or keep your mortgage paid, you got to do what good you got to do. I'm fortunate. Yeah, I'm very fortunate that I have good savings and that I have, you know, plan B's and C's you know, that I don't have to put myself in that position. But that's that I think for most people is the general like, I think that's I think that's how most people are operating right now. Because the only union that has said like, as a union, we're going to stand in solidarity with the writers. And we do not want any of our union members working or crossing a a picket line are the drivers, transportation or teamsters. Um, They're the (laughs) only ones that have said like, that's the only union that has said that they will not cross a picket line as of today. 
Wow. Uh, so that's with, like fucking everybody. A lot. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people. Shit. If you're, I mean, if you don't got people driving, you don't have a production because you're not getting right. any of your shit to where it needs to be to film. Um, so that's why people like it's been a little bit harder for people to get shows shut down, but they're, they're being smart. Like I said, from the writer's side of it, they're being smart by going to these like individual locations, by like, going to like offshoot houses or like restaurants and stuff that we're filming <laughs> at and picketing. Because yeah. even if they, if they, two people constitutes a picket line, meaning if right. they get two people out there picketing, none of the transpo drivers will work. They won't cross the picket line. So they're slowly wow. getting these shows shut down. Um, and they have they're being very strategic, huh? They're, yeah. they're very strategic. I don't know that they will. I don't know that this is going to be a short thing, unfortunately, because within so they have they have a hundred days from the time a strike starts to reach an agreement with the association of like motion pictures and like television production. Um, mm. That's like the head honcho. That's like Big Brother that they're trying to come to an agreement with. And if they don't come to an agreement within that hundred days. Everything has to shut down. Everything. Right. Regardless of union, whatever. Um, but the the bigger issue or what's going to be a bigger issue and is kind of almost guaranteeing that this is going to be a long, a long ordeal for those that work in the motion picture industry is that at the end of this month, the director's guild is also voting to strike. And right. then in a couple wow. more months, SAG, so your screen actors guild is also yep. voting to strike. So, yeah. so Hollywood is imploding. Yeah, so uh, is everybody, with that being said, is everybody uh, unfortunately kind of bracing themselves? For, yeah, everybody's bracing like, themselves for a, a, a pretty big shutdown, yeah. I think, like I said, I think most, everything's super slow. There is very little that's like still filming. A lot of productions like have like rushed to finish filming early so that way they can you know, get in and get out and be done with it for their seasons or their movies or whatever it is. Um, but it's, it's expected that we're going to be in it for the long haul for at least a hundred days, if not longer. Wow. Uh, Shit. Because I didn't want to hear that right now. I I really, when I was saying infancy stage, I was really hoping, you know, naive, very naively because I know they're miles apart from one another's demands, but you know, you, you, you hope that it, that people see the light and, and come to their senses and treat people fairly. You really want to see that. And to hear a hundred days is it's a ugly, it's a ugly thing. You know, it's almost a curse word, what you said, you know, well, yeah, especially the, the, the writer strike from what? Oh, seven, Oh eight was like, wasn't that like one Oh six days. Wasn't that yeah. Something like that? Yeah. 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 So they went their full hundred days to a complete shutdown. And then it took them that, I think it was 16 or whatever. They took that like six or 16 so. days mm. afterwards to even still come to an agreement. Um, but what was different about 2007 to 2008 versus now is that then in 2007 to eight, that was just the writers that striked. Nobody else joined them in on their strike. So that, that, that strike is the reason that you have like such a heavy influx of reality TV that people are just addicted to now. Like, right. Coming out of that strike show? is why we have like all these like 90 day fiance and like married at first sight and love is blind and love island <laughs> and like all this shit trash, like the Kardashians, like all this garbage reality TV is because they're like, well, oh, fuck God. you, we'll do non-scripted so we don't have yeah. to have writers. But if, oh, wow. if we, if yeah. the directors are also striking, 
I mean, this is going to be a different animal. Yeah, and if yeah. your actors are striking, like you're not going to have actors, you're not going to have writers, you're not going to have directors. So the whole industry is going to go is going to go down it, until the agreement. Was it, is it kind of plan? I don't know if it if it's just because it's the calendar or whether it's planned. Is it was it kind of set up that the DGA is kind of a month after and then or or SAG first, then the DGA, whichever one comes first. So that it would be a consistent shutdown. So not everybody is in one just hundred days. It could just be prolonged and stretched. No, I think that it just ended up being this way because it has to do with when their contracts expire. Got it. So, you know, everybody, like they're all signing contracts at different times. Like for like, you know, for all we know, like the directors could sign a contract before they strike. They could sign a contract tomorrow and then their contract is up you know, however many X number of years from that point. And then the writers are going to sign a contract whenever they sign a contract, you know, a hundred plus days from now. And that's a different contract date. So I think that it just, it's just a shit sandwich. The way that it's just lined up that they happen to all be one right after the other right now. But yeah, it's not going to be, it's not going to be good. They've pushed a lot of, all of the movies essentially that were supposed to come out at the end of this year slash beginning of next year are all being pushed. They're already looking at pushing movies and TV releases that were supposed to come out in fall and winter of 2024, but pushing mm-hmm. those to like 2026. So wow. God damn. Yeah. It's, wow. uh, <laughs> it's it, it, we're, we're not headed to a quick resolution. It doesn't seem, it seems like it's going to be, like I said, a long haul for sure. All right. Well, Shit. Ch- changing gears a little bit, Cora. You said you had a story for us. You said you had something. Something happened. It wasn't a story. It was more so. I, dear listeners, have very bad ADHD. I somehow <laughs> did not realize that I had very bad ADHD until I was like twenty five when my psychiatrist was like, "So, what do you take for your ADHD?" And I said, "Bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> that is not a thing that I have." And she said, "Oh." Oh, um, <laughs> we could just we could just go through the test, and it was like forty <laughs> questions, and uh, I will have all of you know that I answered yes to every single one of those fucking questions. Um, but it's explained a lot in my life to me now, knowing mm-hmm. that I have severe ADHD. Like it explains why I have random thoughts that I think are funny as fuck, and I will think about, and then presumably like tell other people or just laugh to myself about for hours on end but the other night i don't know oh so what made me think of it is that i my boyfriend is a firefighter works for the fire department and he works with an individual who hmm, i he looks genetically deficient is a nice way to put it okay he's just wow (laughs) like his arms are too short for his body his hands look like they're swollen all the time it looks like somebody smushed he's just a weird looking individual and to top it off (laughs) no that that johnny bravo is attractive to a lot of people this guy looks like who's the guy from the goonies that's like hey you guys (laughs) yeah looks like that guy (laughs) and on top of that he's a very (laughs) there he goes so on top of that, he's a very controlling, like, know-it-all. 
Like he has to be in control of every situation. Like if there's an incident going on, he has to involve himself in that incident, even if it's like to the detriment of the situation. <laughs> he has to interject himself into every conversation. No one likes this guy for obvious okay. reasons, personality mm. wise. And then the fact that he looks like an actual bridge troll makes it worse. <laughs> 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 But what I found out is what I like when I thought about it, I was like, oh, my God, Eric would think this is the fucking funniest thing ever. Because then I started thinking about like other people that are in Uh this situation. He has an identical twin. Oh, no. Oh, get out of here. All of the genes when they were in utero, for sure, dude. His identical (laughs) twin brother is tall he's built really well like he's good looking <gasps> he's very charismatic he like that he also works for the same fire department he's a stud everybody fucking loves him and then <laughs> this is like the movie twins man he's the genetic crap so i've never seen this movie but now i feel like somebody like somebody else referenced this movie to me recent like yesterday or this morning too that, like I didn't know this was a movie, so now I need to look into this movie. But like it got yeah. me thinking, uh, like, imagine yeah. being an identical twin, but you're the shit twin. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the genetic crap. That's exactly what Eric was saying. That's exactly like, from twins. How Cora, just imagine just imagine, Cora. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime uh-huh. and Danny DeVito. It's is, is that it's, that's who's actually in this movie? Those yes. are the twins. Watch yes. it, Cora. It's great. Um, I'm like now that you guys have also brought it up I have to but like that's all I can think of is like how shitty dude like you have the same job as this dude and like everybody loves your bro you're identical twins and (laughs) (laughs) God was like I don't have time for this one like and just fully formed your brother and was like exhausted by the time he got to you and was like here's whatever's (laughs) left like well just one was fully cooked the other wasn't how are you not going to have a complex about that? How shitty, dude? Like, like that. Yeah, that- <laughs> you're already like as siblings. Like, it's already like you just like mentally like. No offense, Eric, but like you like mentally stack yourself up against your siblings. You know, like right, right. Like, there's things that are like, like I know for a fact. Like, if our parents like you know needed financial help, like our fucking my sister other sister is not fucking helping you know like there's certain things right. where you're like mm. like not to be fucked up but like <laughs> right no right so like imagine like you not only like is it your sibling but it's your identical fucking twin and you do the same job in a very like alpha male environment like how shitty what a shitty position to be in and i fucking just laughed at that shit for fucking right. hours <laughs> yeah little that's syndrome until the end of time yeah, really. <laughs> it was it like reminds me this is a fucking hard swing into left field, but like I had another thought a couple weeks ago that is like kind of in line with it. And like I said, like my what I am studying in school is like sex and relationships, whatever. I'm not somebody that has any qualms talking about like sex or what like any of that. So I apologize if this offends anybody. But I was thinking about the concept of a gangbang. And how shitty it would be to like <laughs> to like sign up to be a part of a gangbang or like show up to a gangbang, whether you're like an adult performer or it's just for funsies on a Thursday afternoon. But like not knowing everybody that's going to show up and you show up and as a dude, you have the smallest dick in that group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How 
fucking terrible would that be? Yeah. <laughs> He's the comedic relief in the in the in the pile of it. That's terrible. It well, is terrible. Hockey <laughs> was dumb. I'm point, sorry. Dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I have just a few things just so we can wrap up the episode in a laugh. I yeah. have uh two philosophical questions and I have a handful of non-suitable for work dad jokes because I know Cora loves these things. Okay. Um, philosophical question. If rabbit's feet are so lucky, how come having four of them didn't help the rabbit? Oh. Well, because they have to be cut off and uh, dried first. Oh, it's only lucky when it's on a keychain? <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know. Uh, Cora, makes them lucky. If, I don't even know. Yeah. If, if the earth is flat, how do you explain my life being constantly downhill? <sighs> oh. uh, if if tomatoes are fruits, does that make ketchup a smoothie? Yes. All right. I've oh already I've, I've thought about that one many a times. I'm I sure also, you have. I also feel like salsa is inherently a smoothie as well, and I don't know why people aren't allowed to drink it. God bless you. I don't know either. And you, Tyler. And you. Oh. Fuck. Where'd Eric go? He's gone. Eric, gone we need through. the next question. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's like World War II, like right outside my house here. I'm, I'm so sorry. There's like two helicopters went by you. So now I have a few non-suitable for work dad jokes. Um, these, I handpicked the ones that made me think of the two of you. Uh, number one, Cora, gonorrhea would have been the greatest name ever for a diarrhea medicine. <laughs> Um, it still could wow. be. <laughs> yeah, it's gonorrhea. Oh, does gonorrhea uh, make you constipated? Maybe it is a remedy. Trade <laughs> one for the other. Uh, number two, I bought shoes from a drug dealer once. Uh, I don't know what he laced them with, but I was tripping all day. <laughs> what has Fuck. two butts and kills people? What has two what, what and kills people? Two butts. Who's two butts and kills people? I don't know. Double fisting a cigarette. <laughs> nice assassin um stupid see you say that they're not suitable mm. for work but i work with a man who has a sign above his door with a sheep on it that says uncle roy's heavy petting zoo so <laughs> 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 they also are building a giant dick and balls in the shop with all of the leftover like double-sided tape that they collect from jobs so there you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I want that sign, Cora. Please and get you, that. When I started working on this show, because like the guy's name is Roy. When I started oh. working on the show, it said Uncle Roy's Petting Zoo, which was like already funny. And then somebody, because again, like I work in Hollywood, so you can make anything and you have phenomenal mm-hmm. sign painters. Somebody painted over the sign and repainted it to say Uncle Roy's Heavy Petting Zoo. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, this this one right here Cora, is for you because because of your boyfriend um i hate those people that knock on your door and say you need to get saved or you'll burn it's freaking stupid firemen honestly same <laughs> and, yeah and the final one this is for you tyler when two people have sex it's a twosome when three people have sex it's a threesome and now i know why people call you handsome that's and not lonesome. bad that's pretty good there you go. Uh, Cora, you're fucking amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with us. And let's not do this, you know, let's not do this once a year, yeah? I know. We need, I, I can't believe it's up in a year. We'll do it. We'll do it 
again sooner. I promise. We'll do it the uh, the familial way. We'll do it every six months. Yeah. There we go. You know, and like I said, lucky for you, my schedule uh, just for you is wide the fuck open for an indeterminate (laughs) amount of time. So so if I'm not too busy selling pictures of my feet on the internet to pay my bills. Oh, God, are you going into OnlyFans already? You're already diving (laughs) into that pool? You know, I might might go back to old school Craigslist. We might just have to yank it all the way back. (laughs) Talking to Roman text. Oh, shady shit. So, yeah, for uh, probably the next five, six episodes, you guys get used to Cora's voice because she's mm-hmm. probably going to, you know, be our third host for for yeah. a while, for the foreseeable future. We we hope not, Cora. We hope things get back to normal soon. And thank you so much for coming on with us. Final question we ask each and every time. We're going to join you with this one. What is your song of the day? Oh, I wasn't prepared. Oh, you know what? There's a song that I've really been listening to a lot and it says nothing about me, but the song is called You're a Fucking Bitch and I Hope You Know That Shit. Oh by a band called atlas <laughs> what the hell damn they're right to the point it's, i love it's it it's really catchy it's just like you're a fucking bitch hope you know that shit it's like it's funny i like it i like anything that's just like blatant like somebody was fucking pissed off when they wrote it and they got a hit song out of it and i'm happy for them and i hope that whatever <laughs> whore it was written about knows that it was about her you know there you go there you go tyler what about you song of the day I'm going to drag this out. Let's go with Rhythm Heritage, Rhythm Heritage's gold record, 1976 record, and that is the theme from SWAT. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> A callback. The show that just got canceled that's somehow back on air? <laughs> Well, it, it, they did a hell of a theme song. I hope they still use the 70s version. That's the reason that go. the show came back on air. Someone was like, but this song. Oh, that yeah, they got so Tyler's bad. letters. So that's why it's gold. Uh, my song of the day is by Jimi Hendrix. It's called The Wind Cries Mary. Oh, good. Um, Cora, there thank you is. so, so, so much for coming on. Honestly, like we love having you on. Regardless of, of any strike or, or anything, you're always welcome on our show. Honestly, like it doesn't matter what the theme is, who our guest is, you're, you can always piggyback on. Well, yes, thanks. Just come thanks on. for having me. We'll just send and, you the links anyway. Just in case. Yeah, we'll send, yeah, we'll send you the invite. Just, you know, if you want to come in, just come in. Just, just hit, you know, just hit it and, and you'll come in with us. It doesn't matter who, who's on or what we're talking about. I'm sure you have something to say. Perfect. Um, for episode 143, Tyler, this was a big, big, big reach, but it actually happened. Nice. I got Kim McGuire to come on with us. Oh, great. Fabulous. She looks... Fuck, man. Jesus. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't, actually. I, you stumped me again. Who is this Kim McGuire? She's, she's the ugly lady from Crybaby. Or, yeah, Crybaby. Oh, the, the one that's now a lawyer? I think she's dead. She what? oh she is dead. But she did become a lawyer. Really? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. T- I didn't know she was dead. Oh my god, she died in 2016. Yeah, she played uh Hatchet Face. Yeah. Yeah, she played Yeah, she's a lawyer. She became a lawyer. Anyway, good. I'm glad she's coming on. All right. Well, we'll see you all here for episode 143. And hopefully Court will be here too. Let's see. Maybe. You never know.